Hey friend, welcome to Self Transformed, a podcast redefining self-care through simple fitness, nutrition, and mindset habits. I'm your host, Emily Nichols, certified personal trainer, Whole30 coach, and Taco Tuesday enthusiast. (laughs) Hey, I know the struggle is real when it comes to taking care of you. I too am a busy working mom who felt physically and emotionally drained until I took action on my own transformation journey. I finally found the solutions to feeling confident and living a healthy lifestyle that doesn't feel hard. And now I'm on a mission to equip you with sustainable tools to help transform your life from the inside out, guilt free. Together, we will simplify your health and fitness into daily habits that don't feel like another thing on your long to-do list, but daily actions that light you up instead. So if you're ready to redefine self-care and step into your own self-transformation, then let's do this. You're listening to episode 87 of Self Transformed. Hey friend, welcome back to the show. What an exciting past week. Yes, we relaunched, rebranded the show to Self Transformed and we are continuing to redefine self-care through simple fitness, nutrition, and mindset habits. Pretty much the same content that we've been talking about, but we're just reframing the way we think about and the way we see self-care in order to reach more women and help inspire and motivate you to start just taking care of your basic needs. So go back and listen to my big announcement about why I changed the name of the show. And also I added three more bonus episodes from my free live workshop I did inside my Facebook community was all about debunking self-care. We had a lot of fun. We did a giveaway there as well. If you want to join us over there, there's a link in the show notes to do so. Lots of funny memes and gifts. And also I post a lot of worksheets there to help you continuing to take action based on what you learned each week on the show. So there will be one posted there this Thursday. You can also check out the guides there in the free community because every is saved there, including the debunking self-care workshop and every worksheet I've ever posted. So go take a look. Have some fun over there. We post daily um, fun themes in order to um, provide more of a community, a sense of friendship and kinship amongst all the women in the group. It's a lot of fun, and I like to laugh a lot, so there's always a lot of gifts or funny memes going on over there as well. But yes, again, thank you all so much for the support and rebranding the show. A lot of amazing things coming down the line in 2021. If you want to be the first to know, come join that Facebook group or sign up for my newsletter as well. I promise I don't spam. That's not cool. (laughs) Usually just one time a week, you'll get a love note from me. Okay, well, let's get into today's episode. I was so excited to reconnect with my friend, Erica Ballard. So let me tell you a little bit more about Erica. So she grew up her whole life thinking that the path to health was lined with HIIT workouts and low-fat smoothies, which explains why she spent most of her 20s eating yogurt that she really honestly hated, skipping sleep for 6 a.m. spin classes, and she just thought that was how people got healthy. That is until she wised up to the fact that we've been sold a bunch of BS because true health, the kind most most of us seek, is way more than food and workouts. 
okay? And we're going to get into this a lot more in the episode. What does true health mean? What does it look like? Erica is very, very smart, and she's on a mission to help high-performing women understand this and learn how to prioritize your own health and themselves. So she's a health coach and she's just she just speaks the truth. My hands were raised to the air throughout this whole conversation. I think it's just really confusing because there are a lot of amazing tools out there to help you get healthy, but it's hard weeding through everything out there and finding out what is for you and getting so caught up in what the outcome is versus like the actual process and the journey of it all. You know, that's where the self-transformation happens when you're just along for the journey and you're learning things about yourself and your mindset and willing to grow and learn and become the healthiest version of yourself, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all the things. Because health is not just about the number on the scale. So get a pen and paper handy. You're going to really want to take some notes with this conversation with my friend, Erica Ballard. All right, gang, I am so excited for you to hear from Erica Ballard today, today on the Self-Transformed podcast. Erica, thanks so much for coming on the show. Of course. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, the first question I ask everyone, and I'm kind of redefining the way we think about self-care now with the relaunch of the show. So Erica, what does self-care really mean to you? For me, self-care is taking care of yourself, whatever that means. Like people think, you know, it's something, it can be really superficial, like a manicure or whatever that is. But I believe we know how to take care of ourselves. We have just silenced that voice for so long. So whether it's laying down on the bed instead of pushing through or eating that piece of cake because you really want it, right? Self-care to me is about taking care of you and listening to what you need. And yeah, it just, it feels like it's become this word, right? That means so many different things, but really it's at the root of it is what do you need? And are you listening? And are you going to do it? Yeah. Oh, and I love how you said, we know how to take care of ourselves. We just don't do it. Mm. Dang. Yeah, that's good. That's good. We could just end the show right there. Okay. (laughs) Well, let's get into you a little bit more. Can you share a little bit more about you, your story, kind of how inner whining of things in your life have happened to bringing you where you are today and what you do today. Sure. So we'll take it back um, to the beginning where, you know, for most of my teen years and early twenties college, right. I, I hated the way I looked and felt like I just hated it. And for me, it was really confusing because I really loved health and I ended up working in public health and healthcare. And, you know, I drank the shakes and I ate the bars and I knew the rules. And yet I would wake up most mornings looking in the mirror being like, just frustrated. And when I, when I think about what I wanted from health and why I wanted it so badly. The first reason was I wanted to look a certain way, right? Like I, there was, I saw women on magazines on TV and I wanted to look that way. But when I really dig into it, what I really wanted was to be happy. And I thought health would make me happy mm-hmm. because when I looked at my life, like after graduating college, I moved to Washington, DC. I had a hot boyfriend at the time. I had cool friends. I lived in like a cool city, like all of the things were going for me. And yet I felt a void And I was like, well, I haven't 
fit into the pant size I've ever wanted to. So that must be it. That's going to unlock everything for me. And so I really quote unquote prioritized my health. I mean, and what I mean by that is I would skip sleep to go to workout. I would restrict as many calories as possible. I would play all of the games you play about not eating food and wait, like waiting as long as you possibly could before lunch, you know, you ate your lunch, all of those things that are really messed up. But at the time, and even today we think are normal parts of getting healthy. And so I did that and I played that game for a very long time. And yet I would wake up, look in the mirror and be like, what is happening? Why don't I feel this like the way I want to? Why am I not dropping weight? Why don't I look the way I want to look? Why does my skin look this way? I just couldn't figure it out, but I didn't know any other way. And like probably most people on their path to health, I blamed myself for not getting the results instead of blaming the methodology. And so I just was like, if I try harder, if I just work out a little longer, if I just eat a little less and I just, I just did it over and over and over again until honestly, I moved back to Indianapolis and I had been on the East coast for about uh, 10 years, getting my master's at Tufts medical, working in the public health field. And I stumbled quote unquote upon uh, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which was a really intense health coaching program. And I, against everyone's better judgment, I went to it. And what I learned there really blew my mind because from Tufts and from working in the healthcare and public health sector, like I really thought health was more allopathic. I thought it was more medically driven, even though I also understood that our race and ethnicity played a role in sidewalks and the way that our, you know, our neighborhoods are set up. But when I went to this school, it taught me, you ready for this? That uh, food, <laughs> stress, sleep, basic movement, those were the drivers of our health. Those were it. And when I realized that and internalized that, everything changed. In six months, my pants fit. I joke that my mom liked me within a year, but I mean, we've all been that bitch, right? When we're trying to get healthy and, and I got calm, like not monk on a mountain calm, but like my kind of calm where I could balance all the things that I wanted to balance because I wanted to start a business. I want to do all these things. And when I figured that out, I happened to be working in a corporate wellness organization at the same time. And they were pushing what I used to do when I knew didn't work. And at some point you're like, I can't lie for yeah. 60% of my life. Yep. And so I started my own business. I started, started working health coaching, Eric Ballard health on my own, because I, one, I couldn't lie. And two, I really wanted people to learn that prioritizing your health is prioritizing yourself. And it, so because of that, it looks exponentially different than what we think it is. And I, I think I scream it from the rooftops, like anywhere, anyone lets me have that conversation. I have it because I just like you, I want people to take care of themselves and I want people to be healthy because I know that's what they want. And I just want to show them a way that allows them to integrate it into their life instead of flipping their entire life over to make it happen. Yeah. Well, and this is where I think it's so important to look to somebody like a health coach to educate you on these things, because when you know better, you do better. And, you know, I'm going to be 40 this year. And just thinking of the time frame that I've grown up in, 
I wasn't taught these things. You know, they don't teach you to this in health class or even sex ed and all and you know, and going to the doctor, you know, like I know you're expecting a baby. They weren't talking to me about like postpartum depression or taking care of myself after the baby was born. I mean, there's and oh, what I'm eating to stay healthy for me and my mindset. It's just, you, we just don't know. We really don't. And I tell people, you know, I did this, I got healthy on my own, but you want to know what happened? I spent thousands upon thousands of dollars and thousands upon thousands of hours trying to figure this out. And coaches help you shortcut things. That's what they're there for to help shortcut your results and also to help you hack into limiting, limiting beliefs. And then also to show you the right resources so that one day you can really do it forever on your own. And that I think is, it's invaluable, but to your point, we don't like no one taught, no one's teaching this stuff now. Like I watch things, there's certain apps and things where I'm like, that's, that's going to fuck somebody up. So yeah. I don't know if you can cuss on this podcast. And I'm like, that's, that's going to mess somebody up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, even just, I was doing um, a home workout video earlier this week. And I've been really liking this program I've been doing, you know, as a group fitness instructor, I like to have someone instruct me as well. That way I don't have to think about anything. I can just go through it. And she was talking about, oh, you're going to earn this and earn that. And I was just like, oh, oh, oh. And just hearing stuff like that over and over again, you know, and I'm in the place in my life where I'm like, I don't need to earn anything by working out like my darndest. Like I don't have to earn any of that. But for some people, you just don't know any better because you haven't been taught any better. And like you said, I can tell that like I should take up stock and Google the amount of times I've Googled something to learn more about something. And the health world is very overwhelming and there's so many different um, opinions out there. And it's like, what do you do? But everyone's own health path is it's not linear or the same as anyone else's. Oh, that's the huge piece is it's not. And all of these do- like the calorie counting restriction diets, 1200, 1500 calories. Like I'm like, throw those out the window. Yeah. All of those are wrong. Yeah. The other diets that we're looking at, they work depending on who you are and what season of life you're in and what illness or disease you have. Right. So the reason that all of this stuff works is because it works for a certain type of person. And that nuance is, I think, easier to talk about than we, um, than we allow it to be, but it's, but we don't talk about it. Right. Like in the health field, like it's not often talked about, even though we could be like, keto is great. If you have type two diabetes or you're pre-diabetic, right. But keto is terrible. If you have a thyroid issue, like, mm saying that's really helpful, right? Like, but we, you have to dig into like 16 blogs to find that stuff out and more so, and you kind of hit, um, hit on this is we, we, if we just listen to our bodies, we get really far because our bodies always know, always know. Well, I had someone say this on the show before, and it was, um, if you can't even hear your body whisper, how are you going to hear it scream? And I was like, hands to the air. Yes, yes, yes. So how can we listen to our bodies, Erica? I was having this conversation yesterday and people hate my response. So just (laughs) warning everyone now. They'll buckle in. It's, it's simple though, right? It's getting quiet. Like we don't in today's world 
make space to just be quiet. We're always scrolling on our phones. We're always, you know, looking on the computer or always watching TV. We're always doing something other than shutting the hell up and yeah. just being for a little bit. Like that is how I started. I started to eat because my, my, my journey was starting with food, eat things. And then just kind of sitting with it for a little bit. Did, did I like it? Did it feel good? Am I full? Did I do too much? And just listen to what my says. I didn't even ask all those questions, right? Like it would just come through because I made space for it. And I set the intention. I want to know more. Like if you set the intention, I want to know more and then make spaces throughout the, you know, I'm asking for like two or three minutes, you know, four or five times a day. Like you, you have that time. And if for some reason you're like, I don't, you need to reassess everything you're doing. Like you, like you have those two, three minutes just to sit and start to listen. And the other practice I I've done to start to listen to my body, um, is learn what a yes and a no is in it, right? Like what does a yes feel like in your body? What does a hard no feel like in your body? Cause you're going to start with yes or no questions and then you're going to expand the conversation. Right. And that's where those two or three minutes are going to allow you to have more dialogue back and forth because it, I mean, I know like our bodies are constantly trying to tell us what they need. That's so simple to start with too. And it made me think of, you know, like this morning I knew I needed rest. I usually like to work out really early in the morning, but I went to bed last night, I went to bed early. Cause I knew I was tired and I woke up this morning in my body. I said to myself, okay, should I just go ahead and work out? And I was like, no, you are tired. You need to go lay down and rest for a little bit more before you take an, take on your workout. But also in the same instance with food, it's like, do I want this margarita? A lot of times I'm like, heck yes, I do. But every once in a while I may be like, but no, I really don't want to not just how I know it's going to make me feel physically, but also mentally as well at the same point. So that's just a really great practice to put in, to put into practice. And I want to point out my clients do this and they're not health and like, they're not instructors they're not health coaches. Right. right. I have a client and I love her. She will wake. She loves to work out in the morning, but she will choose her sleep now over working out because she knows that it will actually compound the stress on her body. If she does her hard Peloton workout without that sleep. And I just, I share that because it's like, well, people are often like, well, you're a health coach. Well, you do this right. for a living. And it's like everyday people are doing this all the time. And I just had a conversation before we chatted with a friend whose husband hates avocados and he's, and he's also having trouble digesting certain fatty meats. When your body hates something, that's usually a sign that you can't have it for a reason. You usually don't yeah. just hate something mm -hmm. like you, your body's saying, mm, can't digest it. Mm, this is hard. And it's now starting to present in different places and they're having to walk back. What does that mean? And she's, you know, she was a client. So she has, she has probably too much knowledge, right. For her husband's like, <laughs> according to her husband, but she's able to be like, well, processing fat, probably the gallbladder. I should look into that. But that's, that's what I'm saying is once, and she is a salesperson, <laughs> like she does not do this for a living. So yeah. I just want to, really emphasize that you can do this no matter what you do for a living. Yeah. It's just a habit you need to start doing. And the more you put it into practice, it'll be easier and easier to listen. Mm -hmm. So, 
Okay. So the word health is thrown around a lot, health and healthy, kind of like self-care. And there's so many different definitions of it and personal responses to it. In your opinion, Erica, what does health actually even really mean? I have actually really thought about this lately. Like <laughs> what does it mean to be? Cause my definition has evolved. Yeah. And for me, what health is right now is having control over your body and choices. Mm. And the reason I say that is like you mentioned the margarita. If you're going to have a margarita, you can't feel bad about it ever. Like, right. That's what I mean by choices. Like a lot of us, we don't trust ourselves after we do something we deem bad, but it's really knowing that like, whatever I choose to do, I've chosen it because my mind and body are connected to a point where like I get to make the decisions. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that, that is what health is. Mm, I like that. And I think a lot of times people think I'm not in control of what I'm putting in my body, you know, like my mind, I just went and binged or I drank this whole bottle of wine and whatnot. And it's like, you have the choice. I think we're not giving ourselves enough credit for how strong we really are. We're so strong. And for women, I have learned being pregnant. Holy moly. Like I had, I I haven't even had pushed out the kid yet. Right. Like I'm like, yo, like you're strong. Like if you had a kid, like you deserve like 16 gold medals. Like, right. (laughs) It's, we are so strong. And the language that we use is really important because when we say we don't have a choice, when we say it's hard, when we say all this stuff, we are telling ourselves that truth. And then our body's going to carry it out because our body is our walking unconscious. Mm -hmm. So if you say these things, it's going to carry forth what you say. So it's just, it's so important that we have that conversation with ourselves that we want to have. And a therapist friend of mine, she said, don't talk to yourself. Like, um, what is it? She said, I don't want you to love yourself or talk to yourself the way that you treat yourself the way you, you want to be treated. It's treat yourself how you would treat a friend. Cause you don't treat yourself well. So it's like, really what's the language you would say to a friend? What's, what's going on on there and harboring that in because it will carry through. Yeah. I think the overarching thing that I'm seeing here is a lot of it begins with your mind. And we've talked about on the show a lot, how your mind and body are so connected and we don't realize how things manifest themselves physically because of mentally what we're doing or even vice versa. But there's so many confusing strategies out there. You know, the strategy we just shared about yes, no, asking my questions. Yes, no, that's wonderful. But we keep seeing strategies about oh, tracking your macros, taking your measurements, doing, um, looking at the scale to see when you have lost any weight. And personally, I feel like there is time and places for things like that. They're tools for you to kind of check in on yourself. But I was just curious as far as like physically wanting to make changes in your body, what would you suggest to a listener? And is there a time and place for those type of tools? 
Hey gang, cutting in real quick to tell you about my favorite meal delivery service, Cooked. They are a Chicago-based meal delivery service, and let me tell you, my family is obsessed. So Cooked offers chef-crafted meals that are cooked simply with only the purest ingredients, and they have three different meal types. So they have signature whole food meals, plant-based, vegetarian meals, and even better, Whole30 approved meals. They're an official Whole30 approved meal delivery service. In my husband's last round of his Whole30, this was a game changer. It made his Whole30 even easier, and me too, so I wasn't cooking on the meals, and the meals were delicious. We're still ordering them every week within our food freedom. So head over to eatcooked.us and you can use the code Emily Nichols 15 to receive 15% off your first order and then Emily Nichols 5 for every order after that to receive 5% off your meals. So go check out eatcooked.us and let me know your favorite cooked meal that you receive. You're going to love it. So the measuring and the macros and things like that, there's a time and place, right? Like if you really know that will help you, then do it. Right. But a lot of us, we do those things because someone else told us to do them. So if you really believe that they will help you and you are unattached to the outcome, like that's a thing when you are unattached to what happens. Okay. Like my husband's like that. My husband can count his macros and look at his weight every day and completely unaffected. I, I know men can do that actually fairly well. Like women, we got a hard time. So it's just really important that you check yourself. Mm. And if you become obsessive, you are, you're lying to yourself if you're saying it's okay. And I'm only calling that out so bluntly because we're really good at telling ourselves things are fine when it's not. So I would say it has a time and place, but really check in and say, do I want this? Like, is this going to help me? Um, and if it's not, then don't. And so with that, like after, you know, you ask if not though, or not, if not those, but like, what are other ways for me, I'm really big on setting your own health goals. Mm -hmm. And I say this because I think you asked me my definition of health, right? Most people have not, have no idea what their definition of health is. Mm -hmm. They have no idea and they've never spent time to think about it. And because of that, their definition of health is based on society, community, mom, like that is what it's based on. And you've got to get really clear what health means to you and then create goals around it. So if health means to you sleeping really well, feeling really confident and having more energy, then your goals and the things you measure better be tied to how you sleep better, what your confidence is and what your energy looks like. And that can be self-reported energy, right? Like scale of one to 10, how much energy do you have throughout the day or throughout the week? You can check in with yourself. It can look like how, how many cups of coffee or how much food do I have in the afternoon? Because we tend to pick that stuff up when our energy dips. If you move from like two cups of coffee to zero, you know, that's improvement. Or if you go from picking up, uh, I don't know, Doritos or whatever, you know, people pick, pick up when they're like on the slump, mm-hmm. you know, that you're improving or sleep. How many hours are you getting or how well rested do you feel? How, how many times do you wake up in the middle of the night? Things like that, I find are really helpful to measure, but I do think it's unique to the person because they have to decide what a healthy lifestyle looks for them. Yeah. 
and like you said, I feel like society has told us we have to track our macros. We have to download my fitness pal. And then you see people, Oh, congratulate your friend who's logged for 500 something, something days. And I'm like, I'm not congratulating them because <laughs> that, that, that would give me anxiety and stress me out. Like every once in a while, like if I'm not feeling my best, sometimes I will re-upload my fitness pal and just take a look. What am I eating daily? Oh, I need to maybe have more healthy fats or I need to have more protein to my diet. Cause I know I, I do better on that type of, um, diet for me every day, but they're just tools. Like you said, I feel like, and I'm really glad you brought up women kind of can obsess over that and kind of take a look at that every day. But when trying to figure out what your definition of health looks like, I think a lot of people are like, Oh, well, it means I'm going to weigh, I need to weigh this amount. It, it just makes me so mad when you say that. And I'm going to tell you, there's two reasons why first ladies, you're not supposed to shrink into this world, okay? Like the idea here is not to get smaller. Mm-hmm. I need you to take up as much effing space yeah. as humanly possible. So one, I have beef when we're like, I want to drop weight. I want to get thin. I'm like, no, I want to get strong and I want you to hear me roar, okay? Mm-hmm. So like that's my first that. bit. Like it makes me so mad, but it's what we've been trained, right? So I yeah. get it. Yeah. But the second piece of it is, when you're like, I want to drop weight or be at this weight, that weight means something to you. When you want to drop 20 pounds, it means you have a whole vision of your life. When you say, I want to be 20 pounds thinner, you're going to be dating. You're going to have like, you know, you're going to have more sex. You're going to um, be more confident. You're going to be working out regularly. You're going to um, show up as this person that you have in your head. And that's what I'm asking you to look at. Some people are like, it's just that. I'm like, that number means something. It means more intimacy. It means more confidence. It means more energy. And you're blocking it because you're afraid usually that you can't get there. And that's why that's such a big problem is the weight masks the truth of what you want. But in order for us to stay motivated, we've got to be moving towards the feelings, not the number. Dang feelings, not the number. Well, and like you said, what that makes you feel, it's like, well, I won't get winded walk playing with my kids, you know, just simple things like that. Cause you hear people all the time, like, Oh, I lost all this weight and I'm still not happy. Ladies. Remember when I said, or, and men, remember when I said that a health would bring me happiness, that that's what I thought. Yeah. Didn't it. <laughs> Didn't I fit into a size four that a hot boyfriend was actually a jerk, right? Like all of like all like all of these things, they don't it doesn't bring happiness. That's why you have to work on your mind in addition to your body, because you have to like it everyone hates this, right? You have to love yourself now to love yourself then, but you do because now is now, then will be now, and then is now. So if you can't figure out how to love you now, you will not hear me, you will not love yourself then. Because you're going to keep seeing yourself as that old version of you, so afraid that you're going to put on more weight. So then you become obsessive about gaining that weight back. Mm -hmm. And then that drives you crazy. And guess what? Then you gain the weight back because all you tell your unconscious mind is I'm going to gain that weight. I'm going to gain that weight. I'm going to gain that weight. And then your body goes, let's go gain that weight because that's clearly what she wants. Gosh, I could just yes yes I get really amped up about this stuff well and like you said it's what we've been taught and we just need to be untaught 
And really, it's, it really comes down to our minds. And, you know, having shows like this, having health coaches like you out there for women to listen to and be like, yeah, that is BS what I've been told. And I should, you know, really just do the inner work to really let the outer show like what's really shining on the inside for sure. For sure. Gosh, well, just, any- oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that that's what's so I think that that inner work feels so hard, which is why people do the outer work first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a mechanism in inward because food, as you know, it clears up your channels It make you can hear better, think better, all that. But the inner work is where it's at because it's an identity shift. It's not a behavior shift. Mm, yeah. That mind body connection. It's real. It's real. Well, and you know, we mentioned earlier that everyone's health journey is not the same, but even your own personal health journey is not linear. I feel like I've been on since 2015. Like, I feel like I'm finally taking the right approach to my health and it has changed since 2015 because I've changed. My lifestyle has changed. I've gotten older, you know, when I was younger and I had my kids, it changed, you know, and then once they were born, it changed. And and I think we have to be okay with that and adapt as it goes, as you, as you go throughout your life, because your health is not always going to be linear. When we think about business, we get that there's seasons, right? Like we get it. But when we think about ourselves, it's like, no, I can't have a season. I have to always be going. And it's like, no, like you're going to have different seasons and your body is built for different seasons, right? If you need to take a few weeks off, your body will probably not really shift that much. Like true. I mean, really, truly, if you're, if you're taking care of yourself, because health isn't just about how much I work out and what I eat. It's also what's my stress level like? What is my, like, what's my sleep? Like, what's my inner peace look like? What is my meditation self-care practice look like? All of those things are a facet of health. What's my community look like? So I just, I think it's really important that we understand to your point that like ebbs and flows happen. And as you change what your body needs change. So when you're getting started, you might not, you might, you are going to have to try a little bit harder than the rest of us, right? Like, but once you get to your maintenance phase, you have so much flexibility in what you're like, like, I just, the story is like, we went to Peru for our honeymoon and we went for 28 days. Like, like, yeah, we like balled out. It was great. And I didn't, I like walked, I like kind of worked out, but my body really didn't change. Like I might've lost a little bit of muscle, but for 30 days I did I walked pretty much everywhere. I did, you know, occasionally I did like a workout here and there, but when I came back to the States, I flew right, like I went right back into it. And I just wish people would give themselves space and grace to take care of what they need to take care of because your body is adaptable and it will do what you need to do as long as you're somewhat taking care of it in the process. Yeah giving yourself space and grace. Well, and just thinking about this past year too. I mean, that 2020 has been a season in itself and throwing a wrench in everyone's everything. So we had to adapt and you hear people like, Oh, I gained weight during COVID. And it's like, okay, great. I mean, we were going through a season and that's okay. Give yourself space and grace and just move on, figure out what to do to make you feel your best from there. 
and I always think too, like, and it's a hard thing to think <laughs> recognizing, but like our obstacles and our challenges are the way, right? Like yeah. if you gain 10 pounds during COVID, there's a good chance that like, you probably weren't taking care of yourself that well before COVID mm-hmm. and it's, and it just kind of like, I'm just calling it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. in, and it's just a wake up. It was just a wake up call. Like mm-hmm. you really got to focus here and it's just up to you whether or not you listen. Like, I'm not going to judge you. I know you're not going to judge them, but it's up to you if it matters. And if it does do something about it, but if it doesn't, stop talking about it. (laughs) There's bigger things in life to worry about versus if you gain 10 pounds or not. Yeah. Size six to size eight shouldn't, it's not that it shouldn't affect your life. It it can, but like, if this is the season you're in, know that if you were a six once, you can be a six again. Yes. And like you said, sometimes those obstacles are just part of the journey and you learn from them. And that's all we're ever doing in this lifetime is like learning and learn. like, you don't arrive at health. You just learn more. Like yeah. you said, 2015, like 2015. I mean, my definition of health has changed multiple times. What I think is right. The season I'm in right now, you think I'm doing hit workouts and like, <laughs> like abs and st- no, I'm like doing some nice lifts and doing yoga. I'm trying to walk like maybe 30 minutes a day, three times, to- like, 10 minute increments. Like it just looks nice. different depending on the season you're in. Yeah. I hope you're getting lots of sleep too. Oh, so, so much sleep. that those five 30 mornings haven't seen in a while. <laughs> oh my gosh. We always joke when I was pregnant with, um, my oldest, we took a trip out West and I was like maybe eight weeks pregnant and we went to Arizona and we stayed with an old college roommate of my husband's. My cousin lived in Vegas and we rented a car and just did like a big road trip. And we did it so we could see all this beautiful scenery. I slept the whole time. Soon as we got in the car, I was like, I was out. And my husband's like shaking me like, look at that. Look at that. I'm like, I'm getting my sleep. I'm growing a kid here. It's really hard. (laughs) It's so hard. (laughs) But sitting here existing. Yeah. Got that pregnancy pillow down packed. Yeah. Good, good, good. Well, Erica, let's go ahead and wrap up here. I could talk to you forever. You're, you know, my type of people, we love to talk about overall wellness and health here on the show, but I want to wrap up, you know, what does, what, when, what comes to mind when you think of the term self-transformed, how can people go on their own self-transformation? So when I think of self-transform, I'll tell you my gut answer to that is shifting into who you really are Mm. because I think we've gotten really far away from who we are. I know I did and I'm still moving towards her and my self-transformation is really just transforming into myself. And that's what I, I, I think it is and for how to get there, it goes back to the very beginning of this conversation of listening to yourself because there isn't one way into self-transformation. You can do it through health. You can do it through food, but you can also do it through community. You can do it through spirituality. You can do it by, uh, finding your purpose. There's so many ways to self like to transform yourself. And when you think of it, it feels like, like so big, yeah. like, ah, yeah. but really 
your body will tell you the first couple steps. It'll, it, it's not mean enough to give you all of them because you won't go down the path, right? If you knew what you knew, but if you can get really quiet and just say like, what do I need to do next? Like, what is my highest best self need next? You'll get your couple steps and just do it. And for some people, it's literally drinking more water for other people. It's quitting their job for others. It's, it's starting to meditate. It's starting to pray. And it's like, you know, like, you know, so listen and take those steps because more, I promise, I promise more steps will unfold as you start to come back home to yourself. Mm, I love that. And no one else can tell you that, but you. Amen. Amen. Well, Erica, thank you so much for coming on this show. I so enjoyed this conversation. Where can everyone connect with you and follow along with what you're doing? So my favorite place to be is on Instagram. So at Erica Ballard Health, I hang out there probably more than I should. <laughs> um, I'm there a lot. I have a, a 10 part podcast series. So the lies you've been fed, if you're really interested in food and understanding what lies we have been fed, um, I'm, I'm there too. And if you want to connect for coaching or to talk more about what it would look like to work together, you can go to my website at ericaballardhealth.com. Oh, and actually, if you don't mind, since we were talking a lot about mindset, I also have a a download. If people want to understand some of the self-sabotaging behaviors we have because of our mind, I can give people who are listening, um, a free download for that. So I'll send that. Awesome. Yeah. Send me the link and I'll make sure to include it in the show notes to all the things. So awesome. Erica, thank you again so much for this conversation. I'm so glad we got to reconnect. Me too. Thank you. Thank you again, Erica, for this super important conversation. Friend, I hope you had a pen and paper handy and took lots of notes. You know, I always go back and listen to my interviews with my guests, and I keep um, a notes file in my phone where I just jot down notes as I'm listening to it. I took so many notes. (laughs) This was so good. Erica, like I said, is just a wealth of knowledge, and she just speaks the truth. So here's my three biggest takeaways that you can take away from this conversation with health coach Erica Ballard. Okay, number one, just be silent. (sighs) That's so hard to do, right? We have all the tabs open in our head. We're on social media. We're seeing someone try this and they look amazing. We're seeing someone do this amazing two-hour-long morning routine and they're just acting like they're feeling their best and they're just glowing from the inside out because of this skincare ritual they do. And then someone's doing this and their kids are perfectly well-behaved. We all know that's not true. (laughs) So, but when it comes to yourself and your own body, your own health, and like I said, we're not just talking about your physical health. We're also talking about mental, spiritual, emotional, all the things. What is your body trying to tell you? What do you need? Is it more sleep? Is it more movement? Is it losing some of the extra junk you're eating every night or the alcohol you're drinking every night? Okay. What is, like Erica said, this is a really great question. I hope you jot it down to keep it in the back of your mind whenever you're in this situation where you're trying to decide what serves you or doesn't serve you when it comes to your body. What is a heck yes or what is a hard no? 
Absolutely not. Yes or hard no. So let me give you a couple examples for me. Actually, let me tell you my husband too. So after we did our first Whole30 journey, um, he was drinking a couple beers every night to help him because he thought maybe that would help him sleep. It actually had the totally reverse effect. Um, but he got so burnt out on that. And after we went through our whole 30 journey, you know, one of the things you eliminate is alcohol for 30 days. He drank a little here and there just socially. And he hasn't had a sip of alcohol in, I think, over three years now. Or maybe it's four. It's three or four years. It's been quite a long time just because that is a hard no for him anymore because the way it makes him feel physically, the way it makes him feel mentally, and the way it really, you know, at our age where he's he's 40, I'm almost 40. It's like a 48-hour hangover now <laughs> as well. So that's a hard no for his body. Okay, so for me, for example, let me give you something where this may be more of a gray area for you. Okay, so let's think about ice cream. Okay, so I love ice cream, especially like something with like cookie dough, because you guys all know my obsession <laughs> with chocolate chip cookies. But sometimes it's a hard no for me, depending on where the ice cream comes from. Because sometimes, like if I go to Dairy Queen and get a blizzard, I love blizzards, I'll get like a really small one because that amount of dairy is going to cause me trouble for about 48 hours. And so sometimes it is a heck yes, I really would like to have that or I'm very careful about the ice cream choices I make because I know how it's going to make me feel in my digestive system. Or sometimes it is a big hard no that is not going to serve me well, especially if I have to be somewhere for the next 48 hours and I can't, I just cannot, okay? So just be silent, listen to your body. I learned that about myself after going through my Whole30 journey, finding my own version of food freedom, which I now teach my clients, not necessarily the Whole30, but the food freedom part of the Whole30 journey. And I've learned what is a yes, a heck yes, or a hard no. And sometimes there's some gray area in there and that's okay, but you got to be silent and listen to your body and figure out what that looks like over time for you. Okay, so just be silent. What is a heck yes or a hard no? So, number two, you are actually in control over your body and your choices. What a novel idea. <laughs> we, like Erica mentioned, we don't trust ourselves. We don't trust ourselves. We don't give ourselves enough credit that we can make healthy choices for ourselves. You know, maybe it comes from a sense of peer pressure or you've developed this habit where when you're stressed or anxious, you turn to sweets or alcohol to kind of help numb the pain or give you a, um, a temporary relief for that matter. But gang, you are so much stronger than you think. I mean, just referring back to my Whole30 journey, first time I did that, I was on fire for life afterwards because I did something really hard and I made choices for my body and for my mindset over that 30-day period and continued into that food freedom journey, feeling that empowerment that I can make choices for myself and deal with the consequences or not deal with the consequences based on those, based on those choices I was making, okay? And if you make a choice and it doesn't agree with you, don't feel bad about it, okay? Give yourself some grace. Have a little self-compassion. So if you eat, you know, if I ate that ice cream blizzard, I'm going to be on the toilet, TMI, but seriously, if I'm going to be on the toilet for the next 48 hours feeling like crap, I don't feel bad about it. I'm just like, well, Emily, that probably wasn't the best decision. So moving on. I'm not going to go out and over-exercise to punish myself or talk negatively about myself. I've been there. I've done that. 
it's not healthy and I don't want to do it anymore and I don't want you to do it either. So you have control over your body and your choices, okay? Nothing is either bad or good, just like food is neither bad or good, okay? It's just your choice, okay? You can make the choice. If you want to eat a whole package of cookies, that's your choice. And on how you deal with how, how you feel afterwards, physically or mentally, that's okay. We can move on. My last takeaway is just in reference to all the different tools out there that you can use along your health journey. Okay. So, you know, we talked about macro counting or when is the time and place to take measurements or weigh yourself or whatnot. Sometimes it's good to have that data, but check yourself because once some of those tools become obsessive, is it really okay? Is it really fine? Okay. Check yourself and when it becomes obsessive, is it really fine? And another key takeaway that Erica mentioned as far as using these these tools that are all out there, you know, if you want to try them, go, go for it, go for it. But you have to be unattached to the outcome. So you're more along it for the journey, like I just mentioned. Okay. So if you're like, you know, you know, sometimes I do this, I've been doing it during my 75 hard challenge. I've been counting my macros, just kind of seeing where I'm at and thinking, okay, maybe I need to add a little more protein or a little more fat or wow, I've had a lot of extra sugar today. And that's probably why I'm breaking out a lot too, you know? So you have to just be along for the journey. And if the outcome, if you ask yourself why you're doing, using this tool, is it to lose weight? Well, what if you don't lose weight? What, what if you don't lose weight? Is that, a, that, is that going to be okay with you? You know, when setting even your own health goals, that has to be unique to you. It doesn't have to be based on these outside sources and like trying to impress other people. But, or even, it doesn't even have to be attached to a number. But what, when you do lose that weight, for example, say you want to lose weight, why? Why? Is it because I want to be skinny? Or is it because, like we mentioned, I want to have energy to play with my kids. I don't want to feel like crap all day long and have no energy and I'm falling behind at work and the house is always a mess because I am just drained physically and mentally all day long. Or is it I want to weigh 120 pounds because that's what society has told me I should weigh. You know, really dig into your why as far as what your health journey looks like, the goals you're setting, and why you want to get there. And a really major point that Erica has mentioned, if you don't love yourself now, you're not going to love yourself down the road when you lose the weight. You're not. You're not. What, what you get so focused on the physicality of losing weight. I mean, that's great. That's a wonderful side effect and that you're fitting in jeans if we even wear jeans anymore. Um, uh, even better and you feel more confident. That's great. But the inner work is where it's at. And the inner work is hard. It's so hard. Like Erica mentioned, that's why people do the outside first. But, you know, sometimes you'll see these weight loss shows where these people lose this enormous amount of weight and they're still not happy. They didn't do the inner work to figure out their relationship with food, why they have low self-esteem. It wasn't just because they were overweight and maybe it dealt with some type of trauma in their life. What is the inner work you need to work on in order to have, I guess, the outside match the inside? Okay? Does that make sense? You want your outside to meet your inside. And if they're off, what do you have to do that, what do you have to do to meet yourself there on that inner work? 
okay? Like Erica said, self-transformation is shifting into the truest version of you. And I could so relate to this because when I went through my own health journey, I feel like I'm finally myself. You know what I mean? I am living a life lit up. Does that mean every day is just rainbows and unicorns? Absolutely not. I have my days where I'm tired and I'm drained and I lose my patience with my kids or I'm just not feeling um, as motivated as I would like to be to do this or that. But that's okay. I've created tools to help me carry on and just continue going on my growth journey. You know, I'm taking care of those basic needs like we talked about in our workshop last week. So I'm in that growth zone and always growing and always open to learning. And that's where I want you to get as well. Because like we've mentioned on this show numerous times, I'm going to keep saying it, there is no finish line when it comes to your health. And what true health looks like is going to look different from my version of health to your version of health, just like what self-care looks like differently for everyone else in your own transformation journey. So go along on the journey. Don't be so attached to the outcome. You know, we got to be patient sometimes when we're trying to reach those goals and focusing back in on that why when we're not getting the results we want right away. But if you're truly doing the work from the inside out, I guarantee you, friend, you will find your true self and your healthiest self. Erica, thank you again for coming on the show. I'm so glad we reconnected, friend. If Gang, if you would like to connect with Erica, there's a link in the show notes and that free download she mentioned is waiting there for you as well. So gang, I love you and appreciate you all and I'll see you next week. girl real quick before you go if you love today's show and know your girlfriends need to hear this message too then grab a screenshot post it to your instagram stories and tag me at emily nichols 22 because the more mamas out there hearing this message the more empowered we'll all feel to take care of ourselves so we can pour from a full cup or the number one way you can thank me for this podcast is to leave a rating and review in iTunes. That way, more mamas will find the show here too. Love you and appreciate you, girlfriends. See you next time.